0: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Line is muted. Only the host can unmute your line. Raise your hand using star 2 so the host knows when you want to speak.
1: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to our belated, our late getting started, whatever you want to call it, um, Bible study and fellowship tonight. I apologize for getting started late. We had a long conversation before the program. It was uh, edifying, good, good fellowship. I wished everyone could have uh, heard it, and maybe from now on we'll just start recording when we first come on and then get into the Bible whenever we get into the Bible. We may just try that one night. But anyway, we're in Colossians chapter 2 tonight. We've established in Chapter One where Colossae was, close to Laodicea. It's in eastern, in eastern Asia Minor, or modern-day Turkey, in, in um, close to the uh, far east. And uh, we've established, Paul's established through prayer, prayer to the Colossians. Uh, he sent the letter through Epaphras, who's the pastor at Colossae. And if we're going to find out here in chapter 2 that Laodicea, like I said, just a little way from Colossae, is going to get to read this letter too. And we mainly we established that uh, this is about the preeminence of Jesus Christ. Paul makes that plain in the first chapter of the preeminence of our Lord Jesus Christ over everything, that everything was made by him and for him. He was the object and subject of everything the lord jesus christ he's the answer to it all the maker of it all the answer to it, uh, to it all and it's for his pleasure we've established that fact in chapter one all right um, chapter two Paul's going to get into some of the false doctrines. He's going to hit on four of the topic of the main false doctrines that have started to infiltrate the church at Colossae. All right. And uh, I'll get into them shortly as we get started. But before we get started, I'd like for you to continue to pray for Megan. She is continuing to do well, uh, surprising the doctors with leaps and bounds. In her rehabilitation, which they think is a miracle, which we know is an act of God, that God answers prayer. And uh, I would uh, I would appreciate your prayers myself about that intermediate move business, that that stuff would get straightened out. So, hey, if the Lord wants me right here where I'm at, I'm, that's fine with me. If he wants me somewhere else, then he'll open the door and I'll get there. That's the way I look at it. Okay. I mean, I'm, my feet's willing to move to do my part, um, just um, the Lord's going to, have to open the door. But anyway, after having said all that, we'll get started in chapter two. Brother Dave, if you would open
0: us in a word of prayer, brother, please. Yes. Father, we come tonight in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, and we thank you, Father, for the blood of Jesus that has enabled us to become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus not by works that we have done, but by his blood he saved us. And Lord, we, we remember that and we have gratitude that there's nothing at all that would enable us to render your favor, to be able to be called your children or to even be a one who changes the pot chambers and the toilets of heaven. We would not be there. We would be in the deepest chambers of hell if it yes. wasn't for the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're grateful for that, Lord. And tonight, I pray that everything we say and do here in reference to the scriptures, that that you put it on our hearts and mind, that you, you send your Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, to anoint us, to teach, to read your word, to understand your word. We ask you to teach your people tonight by the Holy Spirit. And yes. that you bring to reference and to highlight those areas that each individual personally needs to hear and to deal with. And tonight, Lord, I pray that what is done brings a smile to the lips of the Father and brings joy to the Lord Jesus Christ, who we desire to be the most preeminent one here tonight. And Lord, I give you thanks for the healing that you've done in Megan and i just ask you lord jesus to continue to bring about a total miraculous healing in her life and that that this healing is used to minister to other people lord and to bring healing in a spiritual sense to them that where they would be healed in the spirit and to be able to be born of the spirit of god and that their soul would be convicted That there is a Lord Jesus Christ and he is alive and he is in the business of saving people and he is in the business of healing those that he desires to heal. And he is the one whether you're healed or not you your spirit will be healed and be able to live with him forever in eternity and Lord I pray that this mighty testimony is used by you to glorify your name and Lord tonight I also lift up to Pastor Don's move and his future, Lord. I pray that you would continue to guide the steps. You said the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. And Lord Jesus, we know Pastor Don's a good man because of what Jesus Christ has done. And Lord, we know that you will ordain his steps and that you will lead him and that you will be a light to his path and a lamp to his feet. The word of God will lead him and the spirit of God will lead him. And I thank you, Lord, that if it's montana if it's an interim period in northern alabama lord we ask your will to be done and we ask that you would give him peace in his heart knowing that what comes to pass is of you and that you're ordering his steps and lord i pray for all those who've been here in the past and some live in other countries like merv and brian and Brittany and damian lord and I pray that you continue to move in their life and to use them and to bring them closer to you and to perfect them in the name of Jesus. And for all my brothers and sisters out there, Lord, who are on our prayer list and even those that we've forgotten, you've never forgotten their name. Lord, I pray that you continue to bless and to work with them and to bring them along this Christian walk. And I pray it all in the name of Jesus. So be it. Amen.
1: Amen, 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 amen. Well, what we're going to run into tonight, folks, these four things, as you're fixing to see, Paul's going to call it philosophy, but in a broader sense, it won't be the philosophy like you think of. He'll be talking about humanism. It'll be all the secular pseudosciences like psychiatry, modern psychology, or philosophy or psychology, yeah it kind
0: of sounded like you were off in the distance yeah there's
1: uh, there's there's this noise that rushes in like a like a ocean wave or something mm. but anyhow get to, you're get getting back to what, getting back to what i was talking about brother Dave, just go ahead and start with verse one and i'll, I'll get into the four aspects of
0: these heresies as we get to them, okay? Okay. Okay. Colossians 2 verse 1. For I would that ye knew what great conflict I have for you and for them at Laodicea, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father, End of Christ,
1: okay. Paul says that this—he wants the brethren to be knit together in love, folks. I could sit, I could tell, I could turn to First Corinthians chapter thirteen, and spend uh, the next hour and a half digging with this word, knit together in love. Yeah. I have no idea what it is, folks. I apologize. It's gone now, but I apologize for the interference. I do not know what it is. But anyway, back to what I was talking about, this knit together in love. Um, When Paul makes the statement in the last verse in 1 Corinthians 13, these three, faith, hope, and charity, and the greatest of these is charity, he's not whistling Dixie. Knit together in love toward one another brings out the fruits of the spirit. If so, be the spirit of God dwells in you. The more of like what, like us? Just for instance, us talking before the program, the fellowship that we have. You can. It's much needed. Okay, we can't see each other and shake each other's hand. You know, put an arm around the neck or go visit or. We're so separated, and just the fellowship we have here on this program means a lot to each one of us. I know it does me, okay, and I'm sure it does the rest of the brethren as well. But this knit together in love is so important. That's what Paul's wanting is for these for these Colossian Christians and the Laodicean Christians to be knit together in love and in all and in all riches of the full assurance of the understanding of the knowledge of God. And the more the more we love about, John puts it this way. Okay, if you love your if you don't love your brother, you don't go you don't love God. Okay? That's a paraphrase. He that loveth his brother loveth God. And that, that that and that's um that's a special thing. Today the word love is so misconstrued, and there's so many different avenues you can go with that word. The Bible's got the right way. When Paul, when the Lord is talking to Peter on the beach after the resurrection. And he pulls Peter off to the side after Peter's done denied him three times. You know, oh, Lord, I'll die for you. And then the next thing you know, Peter's hot-footed it out of there and denying him and cussing him, cussing at the campfire, saying he don't know the blankety-blank. And then the Lord asked Peter three times, Simon Peter, lovest thou me? Well, one of those is the they love. He asked him again, Simon Peter, lovest thou me? And it's agape love. And then he asked Peter again, Simon Peter, lovest thou me? That's phileo love. So both types of love are important in the Christian, in Christian fellowship and Christian association. We're supposed to be knit together. Paul uses this word knit quite a bit. This knitting together, you can you can imagine in your mind a lady knitting something, weaving it together. We're supposed to be knit together in the body of Christ, not separated by five hundred thousand different doctrines. And one person claiming this, another person claiming that, and one beating their chest about this, another one beating their chest about that. No, love conquers all that because. Humility comes with love. One of the fruits of the spirit: love, joy, peace, long suffering. Okay.
0: Yes. That
1: that all it all it all comes together. It all it all fits like a glove. You can't separate it. You can't you can't separate it with true biblical love if a person has true biblical love in them the spirit of god dwells in them the works of the spirit the fruits of the spirit work their way out of the individual they they show on the outside that's the fruits of the spirit brother dave real quick go to galatians 5 and read the fruits of the spirit please okay okay. and while he's going there i'll i'll give you a nugget that you should remember Now, you can write this off to the side and remember what I'm fixing to say. The spiritual life is not what you do. The spiritual life
0: is what you
1: do. Yeah, I'm letting it get gone before I say anything else. The spiritual life is not what you do. The spiritual life is what's done through you and to you and for you by God. Anybody can, that's the reason for all those things that Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, though I give my body to be burned, though I give all my, my goods to feed the poor, all that. So that's not the spiritual life. It's what's done in you and through you and to you by God. That's the spiritual life. See, it's The Bible says to work out your own salvation. It's not talking about what you do because it's God that worketh in you both the will and the do of his good pleasure. You cannot get around it. I don't care how much you go out and do and and discipline yourself to do this, that. Now, I'm not saying nothing's wrong with it if it's done with the right motive, okay? Just done in real love. I'm just telling you that what you do is not your spiritual life. What's done in you, through you, and to you by God, that's your spiritual life. And if you listen to the fruits of the Spirit, you'll understand what I just told you is the gospel truth. Read the fruits of the Spirit, Dave.
0: Fruits of the Spirit, starting at uh...
1: chapter 5.
0: Yes. Okay. Verse
1: 22, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yes.
0: Okay. I normally don't hear the noise, but I did the last time.
1: It's loud, brother. Very loud.
0: Okay, it... Should I say it now? It's gone now. It's gone. Galatians 5 verse 22. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts.
1: Absolutely. You
0: know who crucifies the flesh? The Lord does.
1: You may think you do, but it's the Lord that worketh in you both the will and to do of his good pleasure. But that's that's where so many people get this idea. They want these set of rules that they can obey, and then they call themselves spiritual. That's one of the heresies that we're going to run into here in Colossians 2. Legalism. I'll deal with that when we get. I'll deal that a little bit with that when we get to it. We'll go to some scripture. But this knit in love is so important.
0: Just read verse two again, Brother Dave. Verse two, Colossians chapter two, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ.
1: That mystery is not something that's hidden from us. It's something revealed to us through the Spirit of God. See, the Amen. natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, but the spiritual man understands those things. It's like I have not seen their ear heard, that verse I quoted the other night, but the Spirit hath revealed them unto us. If we study to show ourselves approved unto God or set under somebody that does do that, they'll be revealed unto you, and the Spirit will bear witness that it's true through the Word of God, not just because the person says it. Verse 3, brother.
0: Yes. In whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, And this I say, let's any man should beguile you with enticing words. Okay, there you go.
1: In whom are hid all the treasures, all, not few, all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Which reminds you of anybody that's familiar with the Old Testament. Proverbs chapter 8. Anybody that reads that chapter, it starts out using feminine pronouns. But anybody that reads the whole chapter knows that it's talking about, it's a messianic passage, if you read Proverbs 8. The whole chapter is about wisdom. Now, the wisdom don't be caught with enticing words, it says in verse 4. And this I say, least any man should, let me scroll on down so I can read, should beguile you with enticing words, enticing words of men's wisdom. Turn to 1 Corinthians 1, brother. Start at verse 19. And re- just keep on reading till I tell you to stop into chapter 2. And you, Paul puts a slam on the wisdom of this world. It's the wisdom of God that's important to you, not philosophy, not psycho pseudo science. If any of you go to a psychiatrist or psychologist, I'm sorry. I apologize for what, I know. I don't apologize for what I'm fixing to say. I'm just going to tell you this. It's pseudoscience is what it is. It's pseudoscience. It's void of God. Anything that's void of God is pseudo. It's not true. Especially when it comes to these so-called sciences, like psychiatry, psychology. All this godless philosophy. Used to, philosophy always had God in it. Not now. All the philosophy now is godless. We started taking place during that, the, 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 what is it, German rationalism and the, the end of the Renaissance period. But let no man beguile you with, with these enticing words. Sorry, verse 19, brother. And let's read about the wisdom of the world.
0: For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? You know,
1: yeah, let's, let's stop and think about that for just a second. Let me talk about that for just a second. Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? What does he do? He decides, okay, the world's wicked. I'm going to destroy it. Now, he already took Enoch, just translated him. Why didn't he just translate eight people? Why didn't he make them build a boat? Why didn't he just take them up and kill everybody off and, you know, put, put, put Noah's bunch back down on the earth? See, it's foolishness to build a boat, call all the animals in. It, it's foolishness to the world. They still think it's foolishness. But God's, in God's word, God's made foolish the wisdom of this world. The way the world thinks something should be done is, not, is, is absolutely diametrically opposed to the way God does it. Yes. That's the way you learn the Bible. That's the way you learn spirituality. That's the way you can learn right from wrong when it comes to discerning between the spirits of this world what's the truth and what's not the truth. Brother Don said it uh, uh, just over and over and over again, ad nauseum. I guess if you say something ad nauseum, it must mean it's important because you say it so much. But if the world is for it and the world's backing it and they're rah-rah, you can bet your bottom dollar that it's wrong. That there's something that there is, there's something stinking in Denmark. And it's not a rotten fish. There's something's wrong somewhere. It's not of God. Because the world is diametrically opposed to God. Absolutely. Because God does not run this world. Satan runs this world. God has given it over to him. He is the king of this world right now. He's the God of this world. See? Amen if you get if you, the simple things if you get okay he's the God of this world so if he is then he must him and his bunch must be in control of the high things in this world. Let's see one and one is two okay if they're in charge of the high things of this world that may must mean the majority of propaganda that these high places the financial parts, And the governmental parts, such and such, that are run by this high bunch, they must be run by the God of this world as well, since he is in charge. Well, one and one is two, and add one, that's three. Folks, I'm talking to you, and I don't mean to be disrespectful, okay? I'm just showing you this is not hard to understand. You get my drift, Brother Dave? Oh yes, absolutely. And then, and you, but you've got to, you've got to come at it from the perspective of the pure word of God being the absolute authority. Amen. Once you do that, you're home free. Ninety-nine percent of the time, unless you get you deceive your own self on some false doctrine or something, but you've got the world down pat. I mean, how many, time, how many witnesses do you need in the book to tell you that the world's wrong, completely wrong, and you're not supposed to have anything to do with it? How many times? The one in charge of it's the devil. <laughs> Come on. See, that, that, that sounds like oversimplification. And it is to a certain degree. But my goodness. Sometimes it seems like you have to talk like that for some, some people to get it because they've been so brainwashed by the world system with all yes. this electronic mind, I'm not conspiracy theory, call it what you want to, with all the, the, the ones that are at the very top. They're attacking God's people and see, it's not just God's people that's being attacked. It's God's people are in the bunch and the whole world's under attack. Yes. God's people are just just happens to be the ones that the main principalities and powers are after. And everybody else gets the same treatment. The other peons get the same stuff. And they don't have the spirit of God dwelling in them. They don't have the the, the armor of God, they don't have the protection that we have. Amen, David? Right.
0: Yeah, they don't have the searchlight of God's word to figure it all out for them.
1: They yeah. don't have the lamp of God's yeah. word. They don't have this light that David called a searchlight, and that's exactly what it is. God's book will put a light on all this dark stuff. So, all your pseudoscientists that you bought into, Psychiatry, psychology, philosophy, all that stuff. Paul warns against
0: all this wisdom of the world. Keep on reading, Brother Dave. Okay, verse 21. For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world, by wisdom, knew not God.
1: It's so the world, out. okay, let me, let me explain that to you. The world, by wisdom, the world fought its way out of a relationship with God. It's wisdom took you know, straight away from God. The world by wisdom knew not God. That's what it
0: says, right, Brother Dave? Yes, indeed.
1: Continue reading.
0: So then the wisdom of the world is the wisdom that comes from the
1: snake. That's it. That's Why do
0: you, think, why do you think that
1: that's all over all over the across this plain a snake, if you go down to the roots of, of civilizations? of of ancient civilizations, the snake is a sign of what, Brother Dave? Wisdom. Bingo. Pseudo-wisdom. Pseudo-wisdom,
0: absolutely.
1: Excuse me, much more. Keep on reading, Brother Dave.
0: Okay. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews, a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks, foolishness. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. The
1: foolishness of God. I mean, you know, why hold up a stick in the wilderness to cure people with a snake or the serpent lifted up in the wilderness? Why do that? Why not just heal them, you know? Why do these so-called, to the world's eyes, it's foolish stuff. It's so foolish they think it's myth. I could go on and on and on and give you example after example after example. How God uses what the world looks like is foolishness, but it's in the wisdom of God. God's using it for a reason, to condemn the world. They will be without excuse. Because a child could understand if they would only believe. A child could get it if they could only believe. That's the reason I did what I did a while ago with the one, two, three. Not to be condescending. Okay, I wasn't trying to be condescending. I was just showing you something. How simple that this, see how, how only a fool could miss it. And I say that with reverence, okay, and I don't say it being mean. There's so much else the world piles into your mind and is pumped into your mind by magnetic, electromagnetic waves, television, you name it. You don't stand a chance without this book and the Spirit of God. I mean, you're through. Without the Spirit of God dwelling in you and this book to guide you, you don't stand a chance. Amen, Brother Dave?
0: Amen. The indoctrination centers that we send our children to. That's right.
1: You turned your children over to the, the families of television. Everybody back when the te- that television came out, well, folks turned their kids over to indoctrination system called television. Like that video I sent out, Brother Dave. Remember what you say? Yes. That guy hit it spot on, man. I've been saying it for over and over again. I call it a damn television because that's what it is.
0: Damn. He believed it good. not.
1: Yep.
0: Go, do what? Well, the, you know, the indoctrination centers also being schools, and uh, I was remembering that what that young man said on that video, weaponized words and the word racist, and he was just a young boy at school, attending school, and they had physical education, and they were out on the track running, and it was co-ed, and the, the boy says, why are girls so much slower than Boys and all the other boys thought this was funny and joking among themselves how slow the girls were. And then the teachers brought the boy over and and said, "You can't talk like that. That's sexist." And him just being a little boy, you know, of his conscience bothered him. Sexist? That sounds dirty. That sounds bad. I don't want to call the sexist weapon. i a Yep. My There's wife. your wisdom of the world, right? Right, at, bro. At
1: that's children. it works off works whether you know it or whether you admit it or not gay is an, I, I, I love to jump on that one because it's in the word of God yes. and it's so contrary to what the actual word means people calling people gay are the most miserable people in the world with the highest suicide rates of any uh, demographic that there is yes And you call them gay. They're freaking sodomites. They're homosexuals. They're perverts. They're degenerates. That's what they are. Yes. Period. But yet the television tells you to call them gay. So what do you do? You call them gay. Go right along with the world. Hey, it, it, it just happens that way. Whether you mean, you don't mean anything by it. You don't mean, you, you understand the difference, but still you do it, see? That's how powerful that indoctrination is. Continue reading in Corinthians, brother.
0: Yes, verse 26. For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. You see, got
1: not many, there's not many, Dr. Ruttman was a doctor of philosophy, had a Ph.D. in philosophy from Bob Jones University, another doctorate from Kansas State, and one from the University of Alabama, okay? Not many of those kind of people are called that wound up knowing the truth and teaching and preaching the truth, especially to the extent that he did and some others have, like Dr. Scott. But God does choose a few of those wait for the sound to stop. But God does choose a few of those because the exceptions prove the rule. They don't overthrow the rule, they prove the rule. So God does choose some noble, some wise, some of these people out of this polluting bunch, to put forth his word and to stand for him for an example, for the exception to prove the rule. Continue on, Brother Dave.
0: But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty, and base things of the world, and things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not. To bring to naught things that are.
1: I praise God that verse is in the scripture. Keep on reading.
0: Amen. That no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus. Who of God is made unto us. Wisdom and righteousness. In sanctification and redemption. That according as it is written. He that glorifieth. Let him glory in the Lord. End of chapter. I
1: keep on reading.
0: Okay. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. Okay. Right. Let me let me stop you right there. Paul said he didn't come with excellency of words.
1: Later on, he tells you what they talked. They badmouthed Paul. They said his speech, he was speech, was rude, and he was contemptible. That's what they said about him. That is, he was rude in speech, and he was contemptible. He didn't try to come off as no smooth talker. He told it like it was, where it hurt their feelings or not. And they said he was rude, and his speech was contemptible. Yet he was one of the most, he was the most educated apostle. he came come from the greatest, the greatest school of the time. He was schooled in all the Greek philosophy, knew all Plato, Aristotle, all, about the, all the Greek prophets, all, excuse me, all the Greek poets, knew all about them. But yet he's talked down on the level where somebody with no education a tent maker or a fisherman could understand him. See, that's what Paul did, and he did it on purpose. And he was as wise as any of them, and it could talk as smooth as any of them. My goodness, he was such a he was so eloquent in Greek. I don't know if any of you English majors or anybody that majored in English know anything about writing. But Paul will go on and on and on and on and on and never use a period. And finally he'll he'll write four or five, six verses and finally use a period. He writes the longest sentences of any writer in the New Testament. I don't know if any of y'all noticed that, but that's the truth. Check it out. He'll go on and on and on. Finally, he'll use a center, he'll use a period. And then start again and go on with another five verses before he uses a period. That's how he's his Greek was eloquent. He was he was a genius, he was smart, he was one of those one of those few wise that God called. Continue reading, brother Dave.
0: For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I was with you in weakness, and in fear, and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet... Not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world, that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Now, I was wondering here, the princes of this world. Talking about the It's the oh, archon. That's exactly what I was thinking. And that's where... The so-called men of this world who are called wise by the world get this wisdom. Amen, brother. From, brother. from these fallen angels, and they've been indoctrinated by this snake. They all work together, right? Satan. Yep. The shatan. And yeah, they, they're they playing the same old ancient trick. Yep. Science. Every generation. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, in every generation, it's the same thing. It's just doing the same old, you know, has God said and questioning God and questioning the Bible and questioning scripture and going the ways of the world.
1: Nothing new under the sun, brother. Well, and yet, (laughs) what happens? It works. That's right. Works every time because because of the dumb sheep works yes. every
0: time all the, secret, the of God. all the secret
1: societies the masons the jesuits the opus Dei, the whatever uh, you want, the, the, the um templars the all the mm-hmm. secret societies. it all rolled up into one ball yes it's all, they all got the same head the same snake head Mm-hmm, hmm They all worship Lucifer. Right. Everyone at the top, that head, once you get to, they may be some pretty scales on the way up that body, may be some silver and diamond scales, but once you get to the top and you see that head, it's got two fangs and a tongue
0: sticking out.
1: Amen, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and, and I say that
0: metaphorically. Yes, Lucifer appears as well as an angel of light. Oh, yeah, that's the reason I said
1: I'm speaking metaphorically. about right.
0: it But we see so many people. There's like a renaissance of all this occult stuff going on. And, you know, young people going to parties and, oh, you know, they get indoctrinated. Oh, it's just fun. We just, you know, do a few spells here or whatever, you know. And, and next thing you know, they're getting involved in this stuff. It, it It's talked about, it seems, everywhere. And yet. These people are just dealing with these low level demon spirits and they don't understand that when they get hooked up with this, eventually this seducing devil seduces and deceives them at his will. They're just opening the door to these little devils and having some amusement. But once the door is there, Lucifer, Satan, the, the adversary comes in and deceives them at his will, and they have no clue.
1: That's right. Once once his generals remember, folks,
0: a third of heaven
1: fell with him. They, a the third of them angels, an innumerable amount of angels that fell with him. A third of the angels of heaven fell with Lucifer.
0: They've got yes. jobs.
1: They're not sitting around shooting poo, waiting on the lake of fire. <laughs> They're uh, doing something. And I and it, you, you, do you ever stop to think of what they might be doing? Well, we try to tell you here on this program what they are doing. How do we know? By their fruits. You shall know them. By the fruits, you shall know them. Period. Continue reading, Brother Dave. We're going to deal with this, this, uh, this wisdom thing, this philosophy thing, this pseudoscience thing. We're going to deal with that tonight, and, the, and, and uh, Sunday night we're going to be dealing with legalism. That will be the second big thing that come into the Colossian church, so just continue on in chapter 2 of Second Corinthians. Verse 7,
0: but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. Or had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. That's your that's your archons again, brother. Amen. 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 And for all their so called wisdom, the Lord Jesus Christ easily defeated them.
1: That's right.
0: But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man. The things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us. By his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things. Yea the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man. Save the spirit of man which is in him. Even so the things of God knoweth no man. But the spirit of God. Now. We have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, Amen. comparing spiritual things with spiritual.
1: Amen. And what is spiritual things? It's the word of God. Yes. What it says in in Isaiah chapter 28, 6 through 8, it tells you exactly how to find the knowledge and doctrine, doesn't it, Brother Dave? Yes, it does. I was talking to a certain brother the other day, and and he was railing and ranting at me about going from this verse to that verse, and, and I'm thinking to myself, my brother, my brother, my brother, you don't even know how what the word, how the word of God tells you to come about doctrine. You you don't you don't even have a clue. You have not, you don't even have a clue. I, I, it broke my heart because they should know better. They should know better.
0: But anyway, whatever. Continue reading, brother. Verse fourteen. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. End of chapter.
1: Amen. We'll go ahead and stop for tonight uh Sunday night, we're going to get into a big topic. The second um, heresy that's moving into the Colossian and Laodicean church is legalism. And we will spend quite a bit of time on that one, running some references since we're dealing with that one today, Brother David, with all the lawyers out there and everything. There's nothing new under yes. the sun. Nothing new under the sun at all. So we'll hit on that uh, this coming Sunday night, help permitting, and Lord willing. Brother Dave, if you would, go ahead and dismiss
0: us in a word of prayer. Yes. Hallelujah, Lord. We give you thanks for your word. We thank you, Lord, that you speak to your people and you correct people where they're, they're looking for the Spirit of God to give them wisdom or to give them a special word when they're so-called worshiping or praying, and they're looking for special words from God and I'm not saying God doesn't pop ideas into our mind or scriptures into our heart but they're always searching for the spirit to minister some new thing to them and Father in the name of Jesus I pray that they listen to the word of God because if they want a word from God it's all there in the book in the Bible and that is the wisdom of God the word of God is the wisdom and they don't need any special word although we're open that the Holy Spirit wants to give us a special word that lines up with the scriptures 100% hallelujah for it but Lord we ask that you speak to us by your word and that we don't entertain voices that speak to us outside that we're not looking for special voices special ideas or even people who write this stuff down God deliver them Father, in the name of Jesus, this week, I pray that we concentrate even in greater ways upon you and in prayer and on your word and that we're led by the Spirit of God through the scriptures and taught by the Holy Spirit of God by his word. And he, as we're reading scriptures, Lord, I pray that you put in our heart and our mind other verses, other chapters, other cross-references. and I've experienced that's the way you've taught me, and many ministers agree with that, and the Word of God agrees with that, that it's line upon line here a little, there a little. That's the way the Scriptures are taught. And, Lord, I pray that this week your people are taught by the Spirit of God in the Scriptures. And, Lord, I pray special blessings upon your people this week, Lord, those that spend the time to fellowship with you. That they'd have special blessings, Lord, from you that you delight like to give, and I pray all these things in the name of Jesus. So be it. Amen.
1: Amen, brother Dave. Just, just to be clear, go to Isaiah 28 and let them hear it themselves, okay?
0: In case they're okay. new listeners. Isaiah 28.
1: Isaiah, under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, wrote down how you're supposed to study the Word of God, how you gain knowledge from the Word of God, and how you come upon doctrine from the Word of God.
0: So, he's fixing to read it to you right now. Verse 9. Whom shall he teach knowledge, and whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breasts. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. Or with stammering amen. lips.
1: That's amen. good enough, brother, that's good yes. enough. At precept and from precept is context with context. You can't take something out of context and slide it in another context and make it work. It's got to be in the same context, folks. So. Don't get mixed Amen. up. There. Anyway, I appreciate you folks that are going to listen to this program. If anybody came in the chat room, I thank God for you taking time to join us tonight. Appreciate it. I know it was kind of short, but we're going to be in the long section when we get into the legalism part and the asceticism part of the, the other parts. The, the four things was human, humanism, which was the pseudosciences, philosophy psychology of today, psychiatry today. The second thing is legalism. The third thing was Eastern mysticism, which is rampant today, whether you know it or not. Oh yeah. In, in Gnostic beliefs, all these characters, these super gods, these superhumans, all this stuff is out of the Vedas, the Shastas, the Bhagavad Gita. It's out of the it's out of the Far Eastern religions. And you don't, it's been Painted into Westernism, into the Western civilization, and you don't even realize it. But it's Eastern mysticism, and the last thing will be asceticism that we'll deal with. That's the neglecting of the body and false humility. We'll get
0: into that Sunday night, Lord willing, health permitting. Brother Dave? Yes, the contact information for Don Spears Ministries. Telephone number three three four. Three nine seven two three three three. The email is respect to the Lord at yahoo.com. And as always, please go to PayPal. Enter respect to the Lord at yahoo.com. It's Pastor Don's account. If you enter respect to the Lord at yahoo.com, you'll see Don Spears Ministries. And you can make an offering to the Lord Jesus Christ and to his work through this ministry. You can send your cards, letters, requests, photos to be prayed over, offerings also to Pastor Don's home address at 3155 Louisville Street, apartment D1, Kyle, Alabama, zip code 36017, 36017. Don Spears Ministry Sermon Times. We're on TalkShoe now, full, every Friday and Sunday. Monday's on hold, and we're no longer on. We're, we have downloads that go to YouTube, but we're no longer on Zoom. So it's Friday and Sunday nights currently, and the time is 6 Central, 7 Eastern, TalkShoe, and it's www.talkshoe.com forward slash studio, forward slash 4971345. Thanks for listening, everyone. Hope to see you again on Sunday night.
1: Good night, everyone. God bless. May God's face shine upon you, and may his grace be with you always in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Amen.
1: With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.